Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi everybody, it's Andrew Tate. Welcome to Welcome to Paradise It Sucks, the best and greatest podcast where real people share their real stories about the worst vacations, jaunts, holidays, excursions, and work trips of their lives. The more horrible, the better. So long as they lived to tell the tell and can look back with a dark laugh. This week we have a special episode because it's a one-on-one in which this week's guest and I spin tale after tale of our specific and off-putting vacation horror stories. They're not so much scary as they are strange and concerning and troubling and confusing and weird and ridiculous. Okay, yeah, scary too. They're scary. I lied. Today's guest, veteran stand-up comic Jay Larson. You've seen him on all the big stand-up shows and outlets. He's probably playing a club in your town in the next week or two. He's very funny and very real, and he travels a lot, both for work and for pleasure, which means he's the perfect Welcome to Paradise It Sucks guest. Jay has been all over the place seeking adventure, experiences, and goofy stories, and he certainly got what he was looking for. Presenting Welcome to Paradise It Sucks, Episode 11, Unlucky Larson, or Joking Jay's Joyless Jaunts, or even The Nature Curse. Oh, and as a special treat, the host becomes the subject this week as I reveal some of my own holiday horror stories. They're all related to my least favorite vacation style of all, camping. Anyway, enjoy the show and these mini stories about unforgettable jaunts to Honduras, the Dominican Republic, rural Connecticut, Yosemite, and the worst hiking trail on the West Coast. Being a comedian, being on the road, I'm sure you have plenty of nightmare vacation stories. Let's get started at the first one that comes to mind. I don't know if this one is so much of a nightmare as it was uh, just interesting. The most nightmare vacation story. I was in Honduras, and there's a there's an island in off of Honduras called Rotan. It's where everyone goes to scuba dive. It's a big scuba diving destination, but mm-hmm. I don't scuba dive. 
Um, so we went over to the mainland because there's white water rafting. So we went over to go white water rafting. You take a ferry over, which was great. It's like an hour ferry. And uh, we white water raft. It was amazing. And then we're taking the ferry back later in the day. And this person is going around just like handing out barf bags. And I'm sitting there like, you know, I took the ferry over the first time and it was a beautiful ride and it's like beautiful view. You're in Honduras. You can see Belize. Like it was just amazing. And I'm like, why are they handing out these barf bags? I'm like, who, what, what, what is possibly going to happen this way than not the other way? Well, it became the choppiest weather I've ever been a part of. And the boat was going violently up and down, side to side. And sure enough, people are throwing up everywhere. Like, I, I would say, without exaggeration, five people were throwing up violently in, into barf bags. My wife at the time is asleep next to me. There's a slasher film being played on the TVs on the ferry. Slasher, like people getting cut up with blood splattering everywhere. And these like little kids are just watching it, laughing. And I'm sitting there like full-blown nightmare of what is going on around me. And I'm doing everything I can just to keep it together, breathing like <sighs> doing everything I can to not throw up. Luckily, I didn't throw up but it was probably the worst ferry ride I've ever taken in my life. So they're showing a slasher horror movie on a ferry ride. Yes. What kind of ferry ride is this? I have no idea. I was literally, I just looked at it. I'm like, man, Honduras is zero chill. Like (laughs) there is no chill aspect to this ferry ride at all. Just a slasher movie being played, people throwing up like it's no big deal. Like people take this ferry, I imagine all the time, like not just tourists, you know? It was wild. I mean, other than that, it was a wonderful stay. You know, Honduras was rad. That was a crazy aspect of it. Yeah, I immediately thought of that scene in Stand By Me where everybody starts puking because somebody else starts puking. It's Stand By Me, right? Is that the right movie? Yeah, of course, man. That's yeah. uh, Lardass. They all start yes. chanting Lardass, Lardass. And then, you know, the whole thing with the castor oil, it's one of the most brilliant revenge stories of all time is <laughs> lard ass thrown up on everybody. Yeah. The main fear I have of being on a boat, a ferry, a cruise or anything. And the reason I won't go isn't because I'm scared of the water. I'm scared of anything. I'm scared of getting seasick. I just don't want to get seasick. Being sick is the worst thing. It's the worst. Yeah. It's worse when it's happening. It's even horrible fighting it, like trying to not let it happen. Because if it doesn't happen, you're going to spend the next 30 to 45 when you get on land still trying to recalibrate and like come down to zero. That's when you need like a Coca-Cola like ASAP, like get me sugar, get something to regulate me. Yeah, definitely. I forgot about this. That same vacation, we had dinner on the beach for New Year's Eve and a guy two tables over from us got attacked by a wild dog. There are wild dogs all over the place, you know, like at the beach and stuff like that. I wouldn't say like you see 20 of them in packs, but there were like three or four just like roaming around wild dogs. And when you're just eating on a table, they came over and this guy got attacked by a wild dog. Like it was a big commotion. Like we're sitting there looking up at the moon, trying to enjoy this like romantic New Year's Eve dinner. And this dude's getting attacked by a wild dog. So wild dogs, barf bags, slasher movies. Honduras sounds like not necessarily the vacation spot most people are going to want to go to. Definitely none of those things were on the brochure. It wasn't like part of your planned vacation trip. That's for sure. So Honduras, number one, do we have any others? In the Dominican, I was in the Dominican once, stayed at two different places. One was like little huts on the beach, which were awesome. And it was this guy who just like had this little 
compound of like seven huts and he had a bar and a restaurant he would cook for you every night. It was cool because every night he would cook you dinner and then he'd be like, all right, I'm going to bed. If you get drinks from the bar, just leave a tab, like write down what you had, you know, like you would just write down what you had. So we had the bar to ourselves. And there was like an armed guard that just hung around the property with a gun just in case. I think back now and we were just like, oh yeah, yeah, that's our security. In case someone comes to like rob us, we got this dude. And we would be like just hanging out there and we wouldn't know where he was. And then you'd see him just come out of the ocean and he would be like spear fishing in the ocean. Like <laughs> he'd come out with like a crab or like these different things. So that was the Dominican. And then we had an armed guard at our next place that he wore like jean shorts, no shirt. And he just sat in a folding chair at the end of our driveway with a sawed off shotgun. That was our other, because they would tell us like, Hey, don't go driving around at night. Like people will come up to you on like mopeds and motorcycles next to your car and just like pull you over at gunpoint and rob you. That's what they would tell us. I don't know if that's happening everywhere. We didn't stay at like a resort. We just rented a place in a little town because we wanted to like have an experience. And we were like, you know, maybe we'll get murdered. Again, that wasn't really a nightmare, but that was another thing that happened on a, a vacation. That is a bit of a nightmare, honestly. Just being around somebody with a gun is scary. <laughs> Gun's a little uneasy for me. Just like the fact that they have a gun. Why do they have a gun? What are they doing here with that gun? The fact that I'm somewhere where somebody needs a gun is scary. But I love the whole aspect with their spearfishing coming up out of the water. There's the guy with the jean shorts and no shirt on with a sawed-off shotgun. It sounds like something from a movie. That sounds so ridiculous. I'm not like a cruise ship, major resort kind of guy. Although I will say, we did Sweden, then we did the Dominican, then we did Honduras. Then we went to Hawaii. And I was like, I said to my wife, I'm like, why don't we just do Hawaii for now? You know what I mean? It's like you're getting the same feel, but... It's just felt safer, but there's no experience like sitting in a little tiny town in a country you're not from, you don't speak the language, and just being there was kind of the allure for me. The other nightmare one, this is the thing. For me, I love adventure. Like The only reason I love horror movies or scary things or roller coasters is because I like being scared. Like I like going out in the middle of the night walking down a scary alley because I want something to happen. You know what right. I mean? It was a little scary, but... We we took a vacation. This is when I was married. I have two kids. And we, we flew to Connecticut. My ex is from New York. I'm from Massachusetts. And we rented a farmhouse, an old, old, like 18th century farmhouse out in Connecticut, like in the woods, like on a lot of land so we could have family there from both sides. And on the flight, I watched the movie Us. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, love Us. If any of your listeners haven't seen Us, it's about a family of four that goes on vacation and then is tortured to the death by a mirror family of four. That's what I watched. I didn't know what it was about. I just was like, oh, I want to see his new movie. So I put it on. Then that's what it was. And then that was on our vacation. So third night in this 18th century farmhouse in the woods of Connecticut, the house alarm like went off. So I go downstairs and the home phone's ringing. I pick it up. It's the alarm company. They're like, sir, just want to let you know the house alarm's going off. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I can... You know, I hear it. She's like, okay, great. Want to let you know that the fire department's on their way. And I'm like, I don't think we need a fire department. I think we're probably all right. And she's like, well, it's standard procedure. And I was like, all right. And she goes, and I also thought you might like to know that the uh, the alarm was triggered in the basement. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. All right. And she goes, so if you wouldn't mind going downstairs and checking out the basement. And in my head, I just was like, there's no way I'm going in this goddamn basement. I said to her, I'm like, listen, I'm not going in the basement. And my ex was like, just get out of the way. I'll go down. And so she went downstairs. And there was, I think 
at the end of the day, we found out it was triggered by a spider. Okay, is what triggered a spider web triggered the alarm down there. Wow. Either way, I was just like, man, I do not want to die in the woods of Connecticut to some like guy on the loose, like broke out of jail. You know what I mean? Right. That's all I thought was like some dude. He's been traveling through the woods, hit out in this old farmhouse because I'm living every Stephen King movie ever written. I have another podcast called Let's Not Meet. It's uh, basically people send in their true horror stories of things that have happened to them like this. It's not necessarily vacation focused. It's more horror focused. And that is not an uncommon thing to happen to have a nightmare experience out in a cabin in the woods or somewhere in the woods and end up nothing really being wrong. But it just seems like when you put yourself in that situation, you're just asking for it. Because I, I get so many stories like that where you're out in the middle of nowhere. I've had stories where alarms get triggered. They find like cigarette butts outside of the window that weren't there before. Like somebody was just like smoking and watching them from the window. Man. I think just being away from civilization sometimes is scarier than, I, I don't know, I grew up in the city. So I've always been around crime. I've always walked dangerous streets and alleys and stuff. I'm from Sacramento right now. You walk around at night and it feels like Gotham City. And that's the least scary thing to me. Being out in the woods is way scarier than a city to me for some reason. <laughs> the dangers are far higher in a city setting. Well, it's also heightened. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. You're already in this extreme, like we were just camping in Yosemite and everything has the plot of a horror movie in your experience. So we're camping and the ranger comes over to our campsite. I was like, just want to let you know, there was a bear sighting last night. The bear has been out and we're like, yeah, okay. You know, and there was something sniffing around my tent that night. I remember, like, I woke up at 1.42, heard it sniffing, and then it opened my tent flap. They were like canvas tent flaps. And I don't think it was a bear. A bear usually sounds like... <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, you'd be surprised. They can be very quiet. And he goes, there's probably a raccoon. And I was like, oh, okay. But either way, once that ranger stops by to tell you, just want to let you know, there's a bear in the area, nothing to be alarmed. You just automatically are heightened to a point where you're like, okay, there's a chance that I get attacked by a bear. So then that night when I'm hearing these noises, hand is on the hatchet. I'm like planning it. Like if the bear comes in, do I attack first? Do I make noise? Do I get to my kids? You know what I mean? You're just like, everything's heightened. And then the last night there, I heard something going through the bear box and it was just the guy next door. But for 40 minutes, I'm just like, oh, my God, the bear's out there right now. He's trying to get in the bear box. What's a bear box? I'm not familiar. A bear box when you camp is these giant steel boxes that you put your food in so that bears can't get your food. Like, if you left food inside your tent, you're done. That bear is coming in there and getting it to the point where they tell you, like, if you leave any food in your car, that bear is going to fuck your car up to get in and get that food. Smash windows. They know how to open doors if you don't lock it. To the point where I'm like, I put every pan in that bear box. I'm like, I do not need, I don't need death. You know what I mean? This is not down for death. Right. Right now. You know what I mean? Eventually, yeah, I'm down. But, you know, I'd like to have a little bit of a choice. This episode is brought to you by our friends at HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This summer, HelloFresh is here to take the work out of eating well. 
Reach your goals with delicious calorie-smart and protein-smart lunch and dinner options, plus new vegan recipes as well. Get farm-to-table quality with every HelloFresh box. HelloFresh's seasonal ingredients are picked at peak ripeness and travel from the farm to your doorstep in less than seven days for fresh flavor in every bite. HelloFresh makes entertaining easy with a selection of crowd-pleasing eats. My favorite is the Bratwurst Bar with caramelized onions, Dijon slaw, and pineapple relish, or a snack board with pretzel bites, spiced bar nuts, and hot honey peach jam. But they have so many recipes to choose from that our menu at home never gets old. We are never sitting around wondering what to make for dinner because HelloFresh has always got us covered. And while HelloFresh is more convenient than a grocery store, it's also cheaper. It's 25% less expensive than takeout as well. I've saved a ton by eating with HelloFresh. So go to HelloFresh.com Andrew16 and use the code Andrew16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com Andrew16 and use the code Andrew16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Now back to the show. I actually don't go camping anymore. I think I've just seen too many horror movies. Being away from civilization, I get a little bit of anxiety, just being disconnected. A lot of people find it relaxing. I find it the opposite. But it stems from when I was growing up. The first time I went camping was like a big family camping trip up in Redding, California. My mom was a helicopter parent growing up, and she wouldn't even let me sleep in the tent with my cousin. She made me sleep in the car with her because she thought that it was safer, and she was scared of bears. Dude, no wonder why you don't want to camp. She wouldn't let me go swimming because she was scared that I would drown or something would get me in the water. She wouldn't let me eat the food that everybody else brought. Oh, bro. How old were you? I want to say I was like eight or nine years old. I mean, this was my first camping trip. I was really excited about it. I heard all my cousins having fun in the tent, reading comic books and joking around. It was a nightmare experience. And then the next time I went camping wasn't until I was in my 20s. I went with my girlfriend and I told her, I was like, listen, I had the worst experience growing up camping. It was terrifying. I was scared of everything. And now I feel like it's going to be even worse because my anxiety has just gotten worse as I've gotten older. So we go camping. That first night, it starts to rain on us. She gets a cold. She starts coughing up phlegm. It's just a terrible camping experience. The very next morning, we get up, we go home. On the way home, I look at my phone, finally get service, and there's a voicemail. I open the voicemail, and it's my boss calling me from work, telling me, like, hey, what's going on at your store? I don't want to say where I was working, but I was managing a store. And uh, he's like, what's going on at your stores? And I was just, what are you talking about? He's like, well, we came in and did an audit of everything. And the place is a nightmare. All this is happening, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I don't think that you're fit for this job anymore. Not only did I have a nightmare camping trip on the way home, I thought I was getting fired. So I had to have this big meeting with corporate. And they basically took away the store from me, demoted me. And I, I knew that being away, I just had a bad feeling about it. It's almost like I'm cursed for camping. Bad things are going to happen. It's going to be a nightmare. And my wife is trying to get me to go camping with her this year. And I'm putting up a fight because I've just never had a good experience. And I don't think that I'm gonna. <laughs> Honestly, I think you should, you should 100% do it. And you should do some work around it. Because I personally think the more and more and more and more and more people are dialed to technology, the more and more. When my kids camp, the way they interact with people and what they're like out in nature is, is just like this refreshing. They're stoked to camp. They can't wait. And the first time I took them camping, 
I hadn't camped in like 35 years, maybe more. And I took them camping and like, we didn't have a bathroom. We had to use a bucket. They had no problem with it. They were just like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? You just roll with it, but you got to be prepared. Like I took my son camping one time and it rained and I had, I was a boy scout. So I had a rain cover and dude, one of the greatest nights of our lives, me and him in a tent, cold, listening to the rain on the tent, knowing that we were covered and not and super dry. And we loved it. And it was the middle of November. We hiked down this river. He fell in fully clothed, freezing cold water. And uh, it was just an adventure. And like we hiked back, he was soaking wet. And I go, hey, I go, you're going to be cold the whole way. There's no point even getting upset. There's no point even worrying about it. Like, this is what it is. As soon as we get back to that tent, you're going to take all your clothes off. You're going to get in your sleeping bag naked and you're going to warm up, then put dry clothes on. You're going to be like, wow, what an adventure. And he was like, okay. And we did all that. We got back. He got in the, the sleeping bag. Then he dried up, put clothes on, came down. He's like, man. And we had the best time. And there was a bear in our sight that night too. And it was the best. So I think you should give it a shot and just over-prepare, find a good campsite. I mean, camping now, I don't know where you live, but it's like campsites are crazy booked because so many people after the pandemic were like, I need to be outside connected to nature. Yeah. It is also nature. It's, it's kind of like an agoraphobia that I've sort of developed just the way that I was raised and yeah. my experiences in nature. But the slightest trips into nature, it seems like something goes wrong. My wife and I went hiking years ago. It was my first time hiking probably ever. And I was completely out of shape, you know. So we wanted to go a quarter of the way through this really long trail here in Northern California. We hiked maybe a few miles in, not a big deal. We looked at the map. We got a little turned around. I got a little turned around, honestly. I guess I'm bad with directions. And instead of going back to the cars, we ended up hiking another few miles down into the trail. And we stopped seeing people. There wasn't anybody on the trail anymore. The trail kind of opened up and we're like, I think we went the wrong way. We got lost. We got off the trail. We ended up walking all the way. I want to say it was like 15 miles to the end of the trail. And then when we realized where we were, there was a couple that was walking on their way back and they were like, hey, where are you headed? And they're like, oh, we're trying to get to our car. And they're like, you're on the wrong end of the trail. Oh, man. Like, Wait, no, 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 no. We looked at the map. We thought we were going back towards the parking lot. And they're like, no, it's about 15 miles that way. Wow. And so we hiked it back. And by the time at this point, having hiked 10, 15 miles, I don't even know if we got to the very end of it, but my knee started to give out and I could barely walk. I don't know what it was, but both of my knees just stopped working, maybe to overuse or something. And I had to put my arm around my wife and she had to basically guide me miles and miles through this hiking trail back to our car. And I can even walk for a couple of days, much less go up and down stairs at work. It's like I'm cursed. I have a, a nature curse. The nature curse, man. Sounds like a new movie coming out. <laughs> yeah. You got to like start small with some of these things, but I hear you. You know, also Yosemite, you can like stay in like, they have hotels in the camp, in the thing, you know? My kids get car sick. They both got car sick leaving. It's a 60, maybe 80 minute drive out of the park. Wow. And it's like twists and turns and they both threw up. And I asked them if they want to come back and they're like, a hundred percent. They're like throwing up and getting car sick is worth what they're able to experience I think personally, and I know you have a nature phobia, yeah. but staring up at a waterfall that is constant, that is like massive, the waterfalls in Yosemite, and then you look over and you see another one and they're just constant. Like it puts you 
and gives you this like small perspective of like what you are in comparison to everything else, which is what I love about nature. It's what I love about looking at the ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say trips to the beach seem to be my easiest. As long as you're getting it somewhere, you know what I mean? It always like brings you back and connects you to nature and your phobia of nature. Yeah, definitely. So being on the road, doing shows, you're a comedian. Do you have any road show stories? Sometimes being in hotels, you're in like a foreign place. I had a nightmare recently in Cincinnati just because I'm like, I had like a little patio, second floor with trees. It was beautiful. And I slept with the sliding glass door open and I had this crazy nightmare and I had to like get up in the middle of the night and shut it. But the only like, and this is more on your horror side, not horrible, like living experiences, just because for me, I like to even see when something is like, a bad situation. I love to find the positive in it and spin it because it's part of the experience. You know, like we wouldn't have these stories if something didn't happen, you know? But um, I remember being in Cody, Wyoming. Have you ever been to Cody, Wyoming? No. We stayed at this place called the Irma Hotel and we were down at the bar. All the rooms are named, right? And I was staying in Irma's room and we're down at the bar at the end of the night and we're talking to the bartender and someone talks about how the hotel's haunted. And we're like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's haunted. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, and I I believe in ghosts. I've just, and I love the idea of what they are and stuff like that. But I've never been confronted by a ghost or at least not visually, you know. And they were like, yeah, go look at the picture in the lobby. You can see this like apparition in a picture. And then they were telling me how one time like a flight attendant like checked in late to the hotel and called down to the front desk from my room, Irma's room, and was like, hey, can you talk to these people up here? There's like screaming going on. And can you call over to whatever room? And the front desk, they're like, yeah, you're the only one on that floor. Yeah. And she was like, I'm out of here. And there were like all these different stories. So that night I go to bed and I think nothing of it. And I had my back. It was like a, it was kind of like a suite, you know, it was like an older hotel. So they all kind of had like a little living room. And then I had my bedroom and my bedroom had all the windows. And uh, it was like an old hotel. And I had my back to the living room and just all night was just like chills ripping up and down my body. You know what I mean? Not chills because it was cold. Chill, like something yeah. was there with me. Like I'm getting them now. Finally, at five o'clock in the morning, I just rolled over and I'm like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm in your room. Like, I need to sleep, please. It took everything in me to turn over and face that room. And I never fell asleep until the sun came up. Sun came up. I finally fell asleep. I said to the other comedian, like, yo, I'm sleeping in your room tomorrow night, bro. No way I'm sleeping in that room. But other than that, you know, I've been doing the road for, I don't know, 15 years, maybe on and off. And I never had anything that that would turn it into like a horror story. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, there were times when I like would miss connections and have to take, you know, but nothing to the point where I got thrown up on mm -hmm. or, you know, gunpoint or anything like that. That's good that at least your job isn't affected in the same way that your vacations are. I just want to thank you for sharing your stories on the show, Jay. And you want to share with the audience anything that you have coming up? I have a new special out on my YouTube channel. My YouTube is Jay Larson Comedy and the special is called Sounds Like Bruce. I actually talk about these travel stories in there these nightmare stories if you will vacation and uh other than that i'm in boston june 30th and july 1st at laugh boston and i'm in fort collins on june 14th and uh, july 14th and 15th and that's about it for now i appreciate you having me on man this is fun Thanks, Jay. That was a really terrific conversation. I know I learned something, and you probably did too, listener. 
Here, then, as usual, are Andrew's travel tips. Tip number one, if you feel like throwing up, you might as well throw up. Whether you're on a boat, smaller boat, or some other rickety and rocky method of conveyance that turns your stomach to the point where you feel like you're going to hurl, or you're surrounded by others that are barfing and feel their influence, just do it. Barf. You'll feel better. And even if you hold it in, you'll feel sick when you arrive at your anticipated destination and you won't want to do that. Tip number two, don't make friends with dogs that you don't know. Instagram and YouTube may have you believe that every dog in the world is adorable and friendly and loves you, but many places around the globe, urban and rural, are home to wild, feral, even rabid dogs. They'll straight up attack you. Don't get strange dogs, you guys. A trip to the ER is always a vacation ruiner. Tip number three, the woods are dark and full of terrors. I know I've said it before on the show and I'll probably say it again, but let me say right now, camping is a bad idea. It's not fun. It's wet. It's dirty. There are bears just hanging out on the periphery waiting to attack you. And campgrounds are adjacent to trails, which just want you to walk on them and get lost. Until next time, weary and intrepid travelers, or those who safely live vicariously through the medium of narrative audio, Thanks for listening to Welcome to Paradise, It Sucks. If you could write a review wherever you get your podcasts, that would be terrific. It helps us out a lot in a number of business ways. And since you're on your phone doing that or listening to this right now, why not follow the show over at Paradise Sucks Pod on Instagram? And follow me at Let's Not Meet Cast on Instagram as well. You'll get lots of news and updates about the series and upcoming episodes and fun little treats. Also, please check out my other shows, Let's Not Meet, a true horror podcast, and Odd Trails over at crypticcountypodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you've got the worst vacation, we want to hear about it. Email us at welcome to paradise, it sucks at gmail.com. Welcome to Paradise It Sucks is a collaboration between Cloud 10 Media and Cryptic County. The executive producers are Andrew Tate and Sam Sarna. The producers and writers are Brian Boone and Devin Ruskin. The audio engineer is Trevin Barty. Happy trails. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.